Did you understand while the Qari was reciting? Yeah? Could you understand what he was saying? Could you? Given that you read the word to word? Now inshallah we will study the tafsir and it will help you further understand. A'udhu billahi minash rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. As you may have realized by just reading these verses, that these verses talk about another group of people. From the beginning of the Qur'an, we have been learning that there are three types of people. In Surah Al-Fatiha, we learned about those whom Allah is happy with, then secondly, those whom Allah is angry with, and thirdly, those people who are astray. Who are those people with whom Allah is happy? They are Al-Muflihun, the Muttaqeen. Those who have faith, those who pray the salah, those who give the zakat, and their end is success in this dunya and in the hereafter. Who are those people with whom Allah is angry? Those who know the truth, yet they don't accept it. Whether you warn them or you don't warn them, they do not believe. And who are they? Alladina kafaru. And what's their ultimate end? Walahum adabun alim. For them is a great punishment. And now we will learn about another group of people. And who are they? Those who are lost, those who are astray, they think they know, but they don't know. They think they're doing something, but they're not doing anything good for themselves. Because remember, who is a dal person? Someone who is doing wrong on the basis of ignorance. He doesn't know any better, but he chooses to remain ignorant. He chooses to stay like that. He doesn't want to know. He doesn't care about what he's doing. So who are abdalin? That's what we will study about today. And who are they? Hypocrites. Those people who are lost. They think they are right, but they're not right. They think they believe, but Allah says they're not actually believers. They think they're very righteous, but Allah says no, they're not righteous at all. So who are they? Those who are lost, those who are astray. And what is their end? We learn that such people are not rightly guided. And for them is also a painful punishment. So let's look at these verses. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Waminan nasi. And among the people. Min means some of. From. So there are some people who are like this. How are they? That among the people are man who yakulu. He says. Among the people are those who say. What do they say? Amanna billahi wa bil yawmil akhir. We believe in Allah. And the last day, they say that they are believers. But what does Allah say? وَمَا هُمْ But they are not بِمُؤْمِنِينَ at all believers. They say that they are believers, but Allah says such people are not believers. Who are they? The hypocrites. If you look at the word annas, it has been said that this word is from the root letters نُون وَاو سِين نُون سِين يَا Alif, Nun, Sin. There are many different meanings that are given. I'll tell you one meaning. And inshallah, I'll tell you other meanings as we study the Qur'an. From the root letters, Hamza, Nun, Sin, Uns. Uns means to love, to have friendship, to be sociable. And how are people? People develop love and friendship with one another. Isn't it so? Can people live alone? Can they stay alone? No, even if a person says, I don't need anyone's help, I can do everything on my own, I'm happy as I am. But there comes a time when they need someone. When they need someone to talk to, when they need someone to help them, to just be with them, to just sit with them. So human beings by nature are like this, that they develop uns with one another. 
that they develop love and friendship for one another. What is that? That man is a social animal. We are social by nature. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us. So an-nas are who? The people, mankind. So Allah says, among mankind, of the people, there are some who, may yaqulu, he says, yaqulu is from the root letters, qaf, waw, lam. Qaf, waw, lam. From the word qawl. And qawl is a statement, speech, word. Yaqulu, he says. He says. What does he say? What do these people say? They say that Amanna Billahi wa Bil We believe in Allah and the last day. What is the last day? The day of judgment. And why is the day of judgment called the last day? Because there is no day after that. It is the last day. After the day of judgment is only eternity. There's no other day after that. So these people claim that they're believers in Allah and the last day. But Allah says, وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ They're not at all believers. Why is it that Allah says they're not at all believers? Because when these people say that they're believers, they're only saying it with their tongue. It's just a verbal claim. They say, آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ But they're not believers in their hearts. They say with their tongues what they don't mean in their hearts. There's a contradiction between what? Their words and the state of their heart. So what they're saying, that we are believers, what is this? It's a lie on their part. They don't really mean it. They're just pretending. They're just saying it to be acceptable. They're just saying it to be seen as someone who is righteous, to be seen as someone who is good. So Allah says, وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ They're not at all believers. Notice how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala neither associates these people with kufr, nor does He describe them with iman. He doesn't say they are disbelievers. And over here, also He says that they are not believers. So they are neither believers, nor are they disbelievers, because this is their state. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah An-Nisa, ayah 143, that the hypocrites, what's their state? مُذَبْذَبِينَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ لَا إِلَهَا أُولَاءِ وَلَا إِلَهَا أُولَاءِ that the hypocrites are wavering between the two. They are neither with the believers nor are they with the disbelievers. So where are they? In the middle. They try to be in the middle. And why is it that they are in the middle? Inshallah we'll find out soon. Now, in this ayah, what do we learn? What do we see? Are verbal statements enough? Verbal claims, are they sufficient? If a person says to the other person, I really like you, I really love you, but they're just saying it from their mouth. They don't really mean it. Is that sufficient? No. They have to show their love. If a child says to the mother, Mom, I just love you. I love you so much. You're, my f- you're the favorite person on this earth. And the mother says, Can you please bring me a glass of water? The child says, nah, I don't feel like it. Is that love? No. But when the mother says to her child, I love you, does she mean it? She does. How? That she says, I love you, and then she'll wake up in the night as well and attend to her child when she's extremely sleepy and tired. So we see that verbal statements must be followed up by action. Verbal statements must be a reflection of what is in the heart. If your words and your heart contradict, if they're not on the same page, then al-qawl bil-lisan la yanfa'ul insan. Then 
just al-qawl bil-lisan, the statement with the tongue, does not benefit a person. It will not benefit him. Because these people say, we are believers, we are believers. But Allah says, no, they're not believers because they're just saying it. They don't actually mean it. Then we also learn in this ayah that we must free ourselves from contradiction. In the sense that if we say something, then we should actually mean it. And if we say that we're going to do something, then we should actually do it. Because what is the sign of a munafiq? What is the sign of a hypocrite? That there is a contradiction in him. He says one thing and he does something else. He says one thing but he actually means something else. And it's quite possible that we're able to deceive other people. For example, we tell them, yes, I will come tomorrow. Yes, I will do my homework. Yes, I will do such and such. We can deceive people by our lies, by our false statements. But can we deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Can we deceive Him? No, we cannot. And on the Day of Judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call us to account. Allah tells us in Surah Ali Imran, ayah number 29, Say that if you conceal what is in your hearts, if you hide it, you don't show it. And if you show what's in your heart, so whether you hide it or you reveal it, Allah knows about it. You cannot hide anything from Allah. So if we want to be successful, then what is necessary? That there must be no discrepancy between what we say and what we mean. What we say and what we do. Because this is the way of who? The hypocrite. وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ They're not at all believers. Who are these people? What do they do? Allah says, يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا They try to deceive Allah and the believers. يُخَادِعُونَ is from the root letters خَادَالْعِينَ From the word خَدِيعَ خَدِيعَ is deceit. What does it mean? Deceit. To try to deceive someone, to cheat someone. How? That a person conceals the reality, he hides the reality, and he does not let the other person know about it. Alright? And as a result, the other person thinks that he knows, but he doesn't actually know. Like for example, a person is hiding his true intention in his heart, and on the surface he says something else, so the other person will believe his words. Isn't it so? So the other person is being deceived. So what is deceit? To hide the reality from the other. And as a result, distract them from the real thing. So يُخَادِعُونَ Allaha. These people try to deceive Allah. And who else? وَالَّذِينَ amanu. How is it that they're trying to deceive Allah and the believers? By saying that they are believers. Whereas in reality they're not believers. In their hearts they're not believers. But when they say, آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Why are they doing it? To deceive the Muslims. So that the other Muslims think, Oh, this person is also a Muslim. This person is also a believer. And they think they're also deceiving Allah. But can a person ever deceive Allah? You can never deceive Allah. So look at the foolishness. That يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah says, وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ But they do not deceive except themselves. Who are they deceiving in reality? Themselves. Anfus is the plural of nafs. So they're actually deceiving themselves. But do they realize that they're deceiving themselves? They don't realize. وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ But they do not perceive. They do not even realize. Yash'urun is from the root letters. Shin'ain ra. Shin'ain ra. From the word shu'ur. 
And shu'ur is to realize something, to feel something, to understand something. It's like a level higher than knowledge. Hmm? Knowledge is to know, but shu'ur is to realize, to understand, to perceive, to get it. You know when you say, you don't get it. You may know it, but you don't get it. When a person gets it, what does it mean? They've truly understood it. And shu'ur is from the word shout. Shout is used for hair. Alright? It's used for hair. And if you look at hair, how are they? Fine and thin. Isn't it so? So shu'ur is to understand, to realize, to perceive, to see the fine reality of something, the fine details of something. So وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ It is said in the Arabic language that مَرَّ بِي فُلَانٌ وَلَمْ أَشْعَرُ بِي That so and so just walked by me and I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize. I didn't even see them. It's possible they actually saw, but they didn't see. So وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ Now what does it mean by this? يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَمَا يَخْضَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ In order to understand this ayah properly, we need to know the background of this verse. If you think about it, the Prophet ﷺ, when he was in Mecca, there were two types of people. A group of believers and the other group of disbelievers. And being a believer in that society, was it easy? Was it easy? It wasn't easy. It meant that even if you are from the wealthiest and the most noble of families, your family will turn against you. Even if you are very respectable among the people, tomorrow they will not respect you. Today they love to have you, tomorrow they will try to exile you from the city. Today they don't harm you at all, tomorrow they will physically harass you, physically punish you. So being a believer was extremely difficult in that society. Which is why we see that whoever became a Muslim, he was a sincere believer. He was a committed believer. He believed in his heart. He believed with sincerity, with strong faith, strong iman. Why? Because things were difficult. And only those who are serious about something will do something as challenging as this, as difficult as this. But when the Prophet ﷺ migrated to Medina, what happened? Very soon the battle of Badr was fought. And who was victorious in that? Who was victorious in that? The Muslims. And after the battle of Badr, very soon, a lot of people started embracing Islam inside Medina and also from the outskirts of Medina. Why? Because it was like the in thing. That Muslims were becoming popular. They were gaining strength. They were gaining fame. Alright? And all of a sudden, the numbers of the Muslims were growing. So what happened? There were many people who embraced Islam, not because they were actually believers in heart, but they became Muslims just to be acceptable. Just to do what everybody else was doing. And just to gain worldly benefit, in other words. Just to gain what? Worldly benefit. Because they wanted to be on the safe side. That for example, if the Muslims become victorious in the coming years, and we are not believers, then we are going to suffer. But if we are believers, and if the Muslims are successful, we are successful with them. If the Muslims are victorious, then we are victorious with them. So you understand? When they said, آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ They said it how? Only with their mouths. And why did they say it? يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Trying to deceive Allah and the believers that we are also like you, we are also with you. But Allah says, are they actually deceiving Allah and the believers? Not at all. Who are they actually deceiving? Themselves. Because it's such a foolish thing to do that a person is trying to deceive Allah. 
I mean, deceiving a person, understandable. Deceiving Allah, who is the knower of the unseen and the witnessed, the one who sees you when you're alone, and the one who sees you when you're with people, the one who sees what you say, and the one who sees the state of your heart as well. How can a person hide anything from Allah? He cannot hide anything. So if a person is trying to lie to Allah, and he thinks he's going to be successful like that, who is he deceiving? Himself. وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ By just showing iman and hiding kufr, they are deceiving themselves. Because what are they doing? They are trying to gain worldly benefit at the price of what? The benefit, success where? In the hereafter. What a foolish choice. That a person is preferring the dunya over the hereafter. He's losing his akhirah. So Allah says, وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ They do not even realize. They do not even get it. And this is the meaning of الضالين. Who are ضالين? Those who are lost, astray, who don't get it, who don't know, they don't care to know. So they don't even realize that they're deceiving themselves. What do we learn from this ayah? First of all, we learn in this ayah about the deceit, the makr of the hypocrite. That it is the hypocrites who are deceitful. It is the hypocrites who are untrustworthy, who are unreliable. Because what are they doing over here? They're trying to deceive the believers. If someone is deceiving the other, is he trustworthy? Can you rely on them? Can you trust them? No, you cannot. So this ayah is a great warning for us. Who cheats? Who lies? Who deceives? Who does this? A hypocrite. And if we lie to others, then we have the characteristic of who? Hypocrites. If we're trying to deceive others, then whose characteristic do we have? Of the hypocrites. This is something very dangerous. Because such people are ultimate losers. So who is deceitful? The hypocrite. A believer is not treacherous. He is not deceitful. He is reliable. He is trustworthy. He is sincere. He is honest. We also learn in this ayah that if a person tries to harm the other, he ends up harming himself in reality. The hypocrites are trying to deceive Allah and the believers. But who do they actually end up deceiving? Themselves. And they don't realize that they're deceiving themselves. And this is true in every case. If a person tries to harm the other, who does he actually end up harming? Himself. And he doesn't even get it. It may have happened with you as children, or perhaps your siblings, that you're trying to play a trick on someone, and what happens you forget, and you actually fall into that yourself. For example... It's possible that a person, you know, leaves something, you know, at the door so that as, as somebody walks in, they get frightened by it. And they forgot that they put it in when they open the door themselves. They walk in and they get afraid by it. Right? It happens many times. Similarly, it may happen that a person is trying to destroy the reputation of another person. But because they're the ones who are talking negatively, they're the ones who are lying all the time, whose reputation are they actually destroying? Their own reputation not the other person's. So never be afraid. If somebody is trying to harm you and you are right, don't get frightened. Because who will protect you? Allah will protect you. The person who digs a hole for the other, he falls in that hole himself. وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ In Surah Fatir, Ayah 43, we learn, وَلَا يَحِيقُ الْمَكْرُ السَّيِّئُ إِلَّا بِأَهْلِهِ The evil plot does not encompass except its own people. If a person contrives an evil plot, then who does he end up harming? 
himself. So we should become very careful. We should not try to harm other people. Because if we harm them, we are harming ourselves. Then we also learn in this ayah that when a person does something wrong, when a person commits sin, when a person lies, he cheats, then he does not even realize the obvious things. He does not even realize obvious matters. For example, isn't it understood that if a person lies to Allah, he cannot deceive Allah? Is it not true that a person cannot deceive Allah? Is it not true? Do we not understand that? Yes, we do. If a person lies to Allah, I mean, who is he lying against? Isn't he being foolish? He is being foolish. This is so obvious. But a munafiq, a hypocrite, does he get that? He doesn't get that. He doesn't even understand this basic thing. Like for example, if a person is praying salah, he tells the other, yes, I have my wudu. But in reality, he doesn't have wudu. He has managed to deceive his sister, his mother, but has he managed to deceive Allah? Not at all. Allah knows whether you have wudu or not. And you are deliberately praying without wudu, showing to other people that you have wudu. I mean, who are you playing with? Who are you trying to fool? Allah, you cannot fool him. So in reality, who is this person fooling? Himself. Who is he deceiving? Himself. He thinks he's being very smart, very clever, but he's wasting his time. He's making a fool of himself. When that salah will be replayed before him on the day of judgment, and he knows he didn't do wudu. Allah knows he didn't do wudu. And his lie will be made obvious in front of everyone. وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ Hypocrisy leads to lack of intelligence. Being two-faced leads to foolishness. وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ They don't even get it. It blinds a person. What's the reason? Why would they do such a thing? Why are they lying to Allah? Why are they trying to deceive Allah and the believers? What's the problem? Allah says, فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ In their hearts is a disease. Qulub is a plural of qalb. In their hearts is a disease, a sickness. What is marad? Marad is from the root letters meme, radad. And marad is any kind of imbalance in the body. If you think about it, any illness, what is it? It's some kind of imbalance in the body. For example, the body temperature is too high, which results in a fever, right? Similarly, the blood sugar level is too low or too high. Is that an imbalance? Yes. Will it end up as a disease? Yes. Similarly, the blood pressure level is too high or too low. Is that a problem? Yes, it is. So if you think about it, any marad, any illness, what is it? Imbalance. Imbalance. That is what marad is. So, fi qulubihim maradun. Now remember that marad is of two types. First of all, marad is physical. For example, a physical imbalance in your body. Your body temperature is too high, so you have a fever and you're in bed. This is physical illness. Another type of illness is that which is spiritual. It's intangible. It's not physical, but it's intangible. Now over here, when you read, fi qulubihim maradun, don't think that they have literally sick hearts that they have a heart problem, they have a heart disease. This heart disease is spiritual. It's not physical, but how is it? Spiritual. The question is, which disease is this? Remember that there are two diseases of the heart. They can be summarized into two. One is shubuhat, doubts. And the second is shahawat, desires. If a person has doubt in his heart about something that is true, 
does he have correct iman? Will he have yaqeen? No. Is that an imbalance? Yes, it is. Because it's not going to allow him to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants him to do. Right? That doubt is going to hinder him. Secondly, shahawa desires. That when a person just wants to fulfill his desires. So he doesn't care about the commands of Allah. He doesn't care about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. This is what? A disease. Now what is the disease that the hypocrites have in their hearts? This disease is of doubt. It is of shak as well as following shahawat, following their desires. They doubt the truthfulness of the messenger. They doubt the truthfulness of the Qur'an. They doubt the all-encompassing knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because think about it, if a person has yaqeen, if a person is certain that Allah knows whether I have my wudu or not, will he just pretend he has wudu? Will he? No. If a person has conviction about the all-encompassing knowledge of Allah, he will not have hypocrisy. He will not try to deceive Allah or the believers. But if a person has even a little bit doubt, even a little bit of doubt, then what's going to happen? It's going to lead him to hypocrisy. So what's the reason of hypocrisy? What's the problem? What's the root cause? The disease of the heart. And what's the disease of the heart? First of all, doubt. And secondly, desires. So for example, taking the same example of not doing wudu while praying, what's the reason? Why would a person not do wudu? Even if they know they're supposed to have wudu. Laziness, desires. I don't feel like it. I'd rather just sit around, right? Similarly, a person says, yes, I have prayed. But they didn't actually pray. Why didn't they actually pray? Following desires. They're watching their favorite TV show. They're sitting on the computer chatting away with their friend. They don't want to do wudu. They don't want to pray. So when the mother walks in, did you pray? Yeah, yeah, I prayed. What's the reason? Shahawat, desires. So the root cause of hypocrisy is what? Shahawat and shubuhat. Fi qulubihim maradun. But what happens to this disease? Allah says, فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا Allah increases them in their disease. Zada. Zada is from the root letter Zayyadal. From the word Ziyadah. And what does Ziyadah mean? To increase, to augment, to grow something. So Allah increases them in what? Marada in their disease. They have a disease in their heart. And Allah causes that disease to grow. Question, why does Allah make their disease grow? Why? Because when a person has this disease in his heart of shubuhat, shahawat, then what should he do? He should try to cure it. Isn't it so? Any disease, what should you do? Cure it. You shouldn't just let it be. You should try to fix it. And this disease... What does it show? That they are inclined towards kufr. They are inclined towards disbelief. They have doubt. They don't have faith. They don't have yaqeen. What are they inclined to? Disbelief. So when they are inclined towards disbelief, which is why they have this doubt, and which is why they lie, which is why they cheat, which is why they pretend, they have an inclination towards kufr, they desire kufr, so Allah lets them go towards kufr. This is why Allah allows the disease to grow. Because remember, as we learned earlier, Allah only facilitates for a person what he wants, what he likes. A person doesn't want to pray. 
He knows he should be praying, but he does not pray. So what's going to happen? This disease will grow. This disease will grow. Whatever a person is inclined towards, that is what will happen. That is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will facilitate that for him. And if a person has the desire to pray, has the desire to know, has the desire to improve, then what will happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him a chance. He will give him a chance. Because we see that there are people, you may have experiences with yourself as well, that perhaps a few years ago, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, you knew that you were supposed to pray, you knew and you wanted to, but you just couldn't get yourself to pray as regularly, as consistently, properly. But you knew that you were supposed to, and it was bugging you, this this feeling in your heart. So what happens? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides you. He facilitates that for you. He will give you the ability. He will teach you. He will provide you good opportunities. But if a person doesn't want to, even if he's given a chance, will he take it? Will he grab it? He won't take benefit from it. So فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا Another reason as to why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes this disease to grow is because it's a natural consequence. If a person has a disease and they don't cure it, what's going to happen to the disease? What's going to happen to it? It will grow. It will only increase. It will get worse exactly to the point that it will become fatal. It's incurable. For example, if a person has cancer, will he say, oh, forget about it, I can't be bothered? Will they do that? No, they will freak out. They will do everything possible to get rid of that cancer from their body, even if it means getting rid of a limb. Isn't it so? Even if it means going through extremely painful treatment that will cause their head to go bald, literally. But they will not care because they want to get rid of that disease, of that illness. Because if it stays in the body, it's going to spread. Once it spreads, once it grows, that's it. The person cannot live anymore. So it's a natural consequence. فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا This is a natural consequence. So whose fault is it? It's their own fault. So فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا Allah says, وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And for them is a painful punishment. Alim is from the root letters, Hamza Lam Meem. And Alam is pain. Alim is that which gives pain. عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ For them is a painful punishment. What is this painful punishment? This punishment is that of hellfire. Hellfire. Have you ever had even a part of your finger burnt? Is it painful? It's extremely painful. At that moment and for hours and days later, you feel the pain the next day. You feel the pain again and again. It doesn't go away. The punishment of fire is the painful punishment. And also it's painful, why? Because it's extremely severe and it's constant. So first of all, it's extremely severe and secondly, it's constant. Think about it. If somebody hits you once, but very severely, does it hurt a lot? Does it hurt a lot? Yes, why? Because they hit you with a lot of force. It was only one hit, one strike, but it is extremely painful because of the strength of the strike. Similarly, if someone strikes you very lightly, but again and again and again and again, does that become painful? Does that become painful? Yes, it does. So the punishment of hellfire is A, extremely severe, extremely painful, extremely hard, tough, 
And secondly, it's also constant. So this is how it's adabul alim. And also it's adabul alim because it's not just physical, but it's also mental. It's also mental torture. How is it mental torture? That when the people of hellfire, they will try to get out, they will say reduce the punishment. What will happen? They'll be sent back. It will never ever be reduced for them. When they will say that we should be just finished. Don't keep us in this punishment. We should just be finished. Or they will try to get out. They will be scolded. They'll be scolded. So just imagine that a person is in pain and on top of that they're being scolded. We learn in Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 45, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ The hypocrites will be in the lowest level of hellfire. عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Lowest level of hellfire. Where the punishment is most severe. And عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ In Surah Hajj, Ayah 22, that كُلَّمَا أَرَادُوا أَنْ يَخْرُجُوا مِنْهَا مِنْ غَمٍ أُعِيدُوا فِيهَا وَذُوقُوا عَذَابَ الْحَرِيقِ Every time they want to get out of hellfire from anguish, they'll be returned to it. They'll be sent back to it. They will not be allowed to come out. Now the question is, why is there a painful punishment for the hypocrites? Because Allah says, بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ Because they used to lie. يَكْذِبُونَ كَافْ ذَالْبَ كَذِبْ which is to lie. What does it mean by lying? Hmm? To not tell the truth. To say that which contradicts reality. To say that which is not true. To do what's not true. Because lying is not just in words, but it's also in one's actions. So for example, if a person says, yes, I have prayed, whereas in reality they have not prayed, what are they doing? Is that a lie? It's a lie. Allah says, وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ A hypocrite lies. He tries to deceive others with his lies. And these lies lead him to punishment. Lead him to failure. For them is a painful punishment because they used to lie. What do we learn from this ayah? We learn from this ayah first of all, that if a person finds any disease in his heart, whether it is an extreme love for this world that makes him compromise what he should be doing, or it is extreme love for a person which makes him compromise what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded him to do, or it is extreme love for sleep, extreme love for eating, extreme love for just dressing up and shopping or things like that, which make him compromise his religion, or for example doubt, then should a person let that disease stay in his heart? Should he? What should he do? He should better fix it. What's the cure for doubts? Knowledge. So if a person finds even the slightest of doubt in his heart, slightest of doubt, I wonder if the Day of Judgment really will be. I wonder if we'll actually be questioned about everything we're doing. I wonder. I wonder if really the hereafter is eternal. Even if a person has the slightest of doubt, what should he do? Get rid of that doubt. Because if you don't get rid of it, it's going to increase. It's going to kill you, literally. It's going to harm you. It's going to destroy you. So the cure to doubts is knowledge. What's the cure for desires? Righteous action. Acts of obedience. Because when a person obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he has to control his desires. When he has to control his desires, eventually it becomes a habit. Eventually it becomes easier.
The first day of fasting, is it difficult to prevent yourself from eating? Yes. Every other minute you're thinking about food. But by the time the last day comes, even if Ramadan is over, the food is in front of you, but you don't bother. Isn't it so? So when a person obeys Allah, when he forces himself to obey Allah constantly, continuously, then what happens? He is strong enough to control his desires. Then his desires don't overtake him. So we must cure the diseases of our heart. Also remember that it's quite possible that a person's heart is diseased and he doesn't even realize. For example, a person has cancer. Does he know from the very beginning he has cancer? No. Sometimes they find it extremely late. Isn't it so? Similarly, a person has, you know, their jaw is hurting, their tooth is hurting, and they keep ignoring it. They're like, no, it's not that big of a deal. But eventually the pain becomes extreme, so they go to the dentist and they find that they have an infection. So a person does not necessarily know that he has a disease. This is why we should always be gaining knowledge and we should always be busy in righteous action so that we can prevent our heart from getting diseased. You know, some people, they only fix a problem when it gets worse. Other people, they take preventive measures. Isn't it so? So to avoid this disease, what do we need to do? Keep gaining knowledge and keep yourself busy in righteous action. So, وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ What else do we learn from this ayah? That punishments that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to His slaves, what are they? A result of a person's own sins. Because we see over here, وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ Because they used to lie. It's a result. Punishment is a result. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not unjust. So we also see in this ayah that lying is the characteristic of who? Of who? Of a hypocrite, of a munafiq. We learned that once the Prophet ﷺ, he said, there are three signs of a hypocrite. When he speaks, he tells a lie. When he makes a promise, he acts treacherously. And when he is trusted, what does he do? He betrays. He does not fulfill it. He betrays. So it's the sign of a hypocrite that he lies. Iman is about being honest. Being honest with who? Allah, His Messenger, the believers, the people around. And hypocrisy is about what? Being dishonest, being treacherous. That a person is not honest with anyone. He's not even sincere with himself. Because if he was sincere with himself, at least he would be concerned about his akhirah. So, lying is something that cannot be in a believer. Lying is a part of who? Who? A hypocrite. We also learned that once the Prophet ﷺ was asked, can a believer be a coward? And he said, yes. A believer can be a coward. He was asked, can a believer be a miser? Stingy. He said, yes. And then he was asked, can a believer be a liar? He said, no. A believer can be stingy. He can be a coward. But a believer cannot be a liar. He should never be a liar. He should not be a liar. Because who lies? Who lies? Hypocrites lie. And the end of hypocrites is what? Hellfire. Adabun alimun. So this statement is enough for us. Walahum adabun alimun bima kanu yakribun to leave lying. Lying leads to what? Punishment and hellfire. If we want to save ourselves from punishment, then what should we do? Leave lying. Just leave it. Think about it. When is it that people lie? When is it that generally we lie? In what situations? When we are afraid? When we are about to get in trouble? 
So for example, if the teacher asks you, did you do your lesson seven times? Um, yes, I did. Whereas in reality, you didn't do it. Why would a person lie? Out of shame? Out of fear of getting into trouble? So a person should not lie because you may be able to please the teacher at that point, but who knows? Allah knows. Who has written that lie? The angels have written that lie. What other situation is it that people lie in? Yes? Okay, when they're too weak to tell the truth, to boast, to show off. You know, this jacket, I bought it for $500. Whereas in reality, they picked it up from a garage sale. Yes? To protect others or lying for the sake of other people. Okay? When they're caught for something, they say that, no, I never did this wrong thing, whereas in reality, they did it. To be accepted. Hmm. Yes? To not lose out on worldly benefit. There are many different reasons that people lie in. And sometimes people also lie just to joke. Just to have fun. Just to have a good laugh. But remember that lying is not acceptable. And if a person makes up his mind that that's it, I am not going to lie, no matter what happens. I'm not going to lie. Once you make up your mind, then even in a situation where you're afraid, even in a situation where you feel you're going to get in trouble, you will not lie. It starts with what? Determination of the heart. You have to make a promise with yourself. I am not going to lie. No matter what happens. You have to make a promise. You have to take the initiative. Once you make a promise, only then you will not be able to lie. But if you're not determined in your heart, then what's going to happen? Then what's going to happen? One thing happens, one lie here. Another thing happens, another lie there. And remember that hadith, that a person lies until he is known as a liar. Then people don't trust him. People don't trust him. People don't accept what he says. People doubt him all the time. So we must leave lying. Because وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ If you think about it, a little pain, a little heat is unbearable. Can we bear عَذَابٌ alim? Can we? No, we cannot. So if we cannot bear a little heat... For example, right now in this classroom, it's just getting a little hot and I see people drinking water, I see people moving around, stretching. We cannot bear this heat. How on earth do we think we can bear the heat of the hellfire? Think about it. We cannot bear it. So don't put yourself at risk by just lying. Protect yourself. Save yourself. وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ We listen to the recitation of these verses. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ Remember that there are two types of hypocrisy. One is hypocrisy in aqidah, in one's faith, which means that a person is a hypocrite in heart. That a person is pretending to be a believer, whereas in reality he knows that he's a disbeliever in his heart. He's hiding kufr and he's showing iman. He's hiding kufr, but what is he showing on the surface? 
Iman. This person is a hypocrite how? In aqidah, in his faith. The second type of hypocrisy is that which is in amal, that which is in action. That a person is a believer in his heart. When he says that I believe in Allah in the last day, I am a Muslim, I am a believer, he actually means it. He believes in Allah in his heart. He believes in the day of judgment in his heart. He has all of that iman in his heart. But when it comes to actions, he resembles a munafiq. How? That a munafiq lies and this person also lies sometimes. A munafiq breaks a promise and this person also breaks his promises. A munafiq deceives and this person also deceives. So this is what? Hypocrisy in action. Hypocrisy in action. But tell me something. Who would you want to resemble? Someone who is a loser or someone who is successful? Someone who is successful. Who would you like to resemble? Who would you like to be associated with? Someone who is at a very high level or someone who doesn't have any self-respect, doesn't have any worth in the eyes of people? Someone who's at a high level. We discussed this earlier as well, that when it comes to dunya, we want the best of the best, everything. Whereas the dunya doesn't really matter much. When it comes to deen, when it comes to akhirah, that's where we should strive for the highest levels. So, we should be careful. You know, we might say that, no, no, I'm a believer, I'm not a hypocrite, but we should look at our actions. Do our actions resemble those of hypocrites? From these verses, tell me, what are the actions of hypocrites? Okay, first of all, they're liars. Secondly, they're two-faced. How are they two-faced? Exactly, they say one thing, but they do the other. They say that they're believers, but in reality they're not believers. They say, for example, yes, I've done such and such, but in reality they haven't done such and such. Because a liar is who? Two-faced. What else? They deceive. A hypocrite is deceptive. He tries to deceive other people. Yes. They're foolish. How are they foolish? Exactly. They think that they can deceive Allah, but they're actually deceiving themselves. They say something, but they don't actually do it. So these are the characteristics of who? A munafiq. Make a list of these characteristics and check yourself. Analyze yourself. Do I do this? Do I have any of these characteristics? Because if I do, then what if these sins, they increase? What if this muddle increases and it completely overcomes me? I would be in great trouble. If we want to save ourselves, we must run away from hypocrisy. We must avoid it. Because, you know, sometimes a person may think that, yeah, you know, so what if I said a lie? Just once in a while, it's not a big deal. So what if I broke a promise? Once in a while, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Why? It's going to lead you to more. Doesn't it happen that if a person lies once, it's easier for him to lie again? It's much easier. If a person does not do what they're supposed to, and they say that they have done it, then it's easier for them to repeat that behavior again and again. Eventually it becomes a habit. Such a strong habit that they're not able to break. So don't undermine these characteristics of munafiqeen. They're very serious. And we should avoid them at every cost. You see, what's the definition of a lie? Kadib. To say that which is contrary to reality. So whether it's a white lie, a small lie, a big lie, it's all the same. Okay? If you're saying something that contradicts the reality, it's a lie. 
whether it's acceptable or not. We have to see what does Allah accept and what does He reject. With the tongue also, we end up harming other people. Sometimes people harm others with their hands, but with the tongue also we can harm. How? By lying, by deceiving, by cheating. And we don't have the authority to call people munafiq. Remember that.